Welcome everybody to the Daily Dose. Uh, it is so fun to be here with you all. Um, absolutely the highlight of my day. Um, it's just the best hanging out with you all. So got a, a fun pack show for you today. Uh, we're going to have discussion topics. We're going to talk about the news. Uh, we're going to do all the good things. Um, and first, uh, just a quick reminder, uh, it would be awesome if you uh, retweeted the pin tweet. Just get more friends in here. Share the love. Uh, tell everybody why you uh, listen to the Daily Dose. Bring those friends. That would be lovely. Um, also, don't forget, we are now on Spotify, YouTube, Apple. Um, so if you want to listen to the show um, uh, again or, or at your leisure, um, please do so. Uh, you can also speed me up to 1.5 um, or slow me down to half. Like that, that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> or torture. It's one of the, one of the two. Uh, not totally sure. Um, I've got a fun question for you all. Don't forget to smash that purple comment button. So we'll lo I love, love, love hearing from you all in the comments. If you're listening, um, a lot of you uh, don't get on stage, and but you have a lot to add, a lot of value. So please hit that purple comment button. And today the question is, what is your location? Now, obviously, don't share it if you don't feel comfortable, but I think it's it would be fun to to for folks to start to connect geographically. So if you find folks, you know, in your in your neighborhood, maybe you could spin up a daily dose meetup. Um, so I'm going to comment now uh, and say, "What's your location?" And I'm going to say, uh, "I'm in Connecticut, Connecticut, uh, near New York City." Uh, tweet. So uh, would love for you all to reply to that. It's in the comments. Um, I, I just think it would be rad if, if more Daily Dosers were able to meet up in person. So feel free to share it if you feel comfortable or be sufficiently vague. Like I am in uh, Denmark. You know, that's fine too. Um, so whatever you feel comfortable with would be great. Um, let's get going uh, to the first POAP clue, friends. Um, if you haven't figured it out, uh, we drop some POAPs around here occasionally. It seems to be a thing. It seems that people like these POAPs. Uh, Clemente, I see your hand. Go ahead. Uh, real, real quick. I, I Sorry, you can cover this. But after yesterday, uh, I saw someone, the mustache, uh, shared a really interesting thread. Uh, after our discussion yesterday, he was like, hey, where are NFTs on technology adoption curve? Um, and he did some digging, found some really cool numbers. So guys, if I would, I would just recommend you guys go check out this thread. And if you ever have additional piece of research or based on our discussion of what we talked about, if you want to dig into it further, tag us, let us know. We want to, we'd love anyone that contributes further to the discussion, even after the show or pieces that we can bring to the show further. Um, so just want to highlight that. Love it. Thank you so much, Glante. And thanks to the mustache three uh, for, for contributing a lot of value. Um, really, really appreciate that. As you all know, we're, we're really trying to build a real community here where you all help each other and you connect with each other uh, it, more so than you even connect with me and Clemente and other speakers. We really want you to connect with each other. So um, thanks Clemente for bringing that up. I'm actually going to read some fun uh, comments we already got coming in around where everybody is. Uh, Pete is from Northampton, UK, just North of London. Um, uh, Unique Pauline says I'm in London uh, as discussed on the pop and post show yesterday. Hit me up if you're in the UK. Uh, Beaker is from the fo frozen tundra of Minnesota. Um, love it. Uh, Doomers is in Florida near Tampa. Six uh, Sticks Cryptos in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Love it. Uh, Torg is from Northwest Ohio. Uh, this is awesome. I've got Ch uh, Choco or Chacos from Leeds, United Kingdom. 
um, fun, fun, fun to hear where y'all are from. Keep them coming. And then ideally connect with each other. That would be rad. Um, all right, let's talk about the POAP clue. Um, everybody, we're doing POAPs. We want to reward you as a community for showing up and contributing and engaging and being a part of this. Uh, so we drop POAPs, and the more POAPs you collect, the more likely it is you'll be on the allow list for our big project next year. Uh, we're going to drop a couple clues. Um, today's uh, beautiful, interesting, kind of kind of hard-hitting POAP art, you're going to like it, is by uh, Madi Design. That's M-H-D-I Design. Uh, I want to give them props. The clue today, friends, the first clue, is how many minutes are in a day Everybody, how many minutes are in a day? Um, the answers are always going to be numbers. Uh, no commas, no punctuation, no spaces. So that was your first clue. All right. Let's get to our Mintify Market Daily Report, y'all. Uh, Mintify is a tool that I absolutely uh, love. Um, it's a NFT uh, a tool for, for pro traders. It's got amazing analytics. Um, the Discord uh, is valuable. It's it's all around a great tool, and you can try it for free. Um, and I asked them to uh, read out the Mintify Market Daily Report. Uh, so over to the voice for the intro. Presenting the Market Daily Report, brought to you by Mintify, the leading NFT aggregator. Love it. Thanks, the voice. Over to Mintify. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, for having us here as always. Unfortunately, yesterday we were uh, a little bit rugged by Twitter spaces, but that's okay. Happy to be back. Glad uh, let's back. check out. And, and, and just to clarify, that wasn't your fault. You didn't forget. We just couldn't get you on stage. So glad you're back. Yeah, no, no, no worries at all. It happens. Uh, Twitter spaces, I mean, having a little bit of trouble, but we are back. Let's check out this market report. The total 24-hour volume. 11 and a half mil the highest last sale board ape 276 for 148 the top collections based on volume clone x back at the top 980 eth traded 6.5 eth floor price pudgy penguins number two 910 eth traded 4.4 eth floor price i believe that's an all-time high um and then board apes not uh, 840 eth traded 69.9 eth floor price the top gainers. This one was going absolutely crazy. I saw it yesterday under 0.1. Uh, not sure what it, what it is. Low supply. 1,300% uh, up for Dory Samurai. And 100% up for Crypto Waifu. Uh, maybe that trend is starting back up again. The top losers. 9 DCs. Cs, uh, iteration 2 down 56%. I believe that just hit uh, secondary markets. And Crypto Qs down 23%. Some noteworthy market updates. Scotty Pippen will release NFTs inspired by sneakers, which he wore during his NBA career in collaboration with Orange Comet. And Nexo is departing the U.S. after regulatory discussions hit a dead end, unfortunate. Um, not financial advice. I was a happy customer of theirs, um, but, you know, not your keys, not your crypto. The market still sideways on the highs. Ethereum at 12.50. Down about 2.5%, 3% on the day. And yesterday, we did uh, share a Zen Academy deep dive thread. I'll pin that up in just a moment. And I'm sure you're happy, uh, Ryan, to hear and see about the Nike and RTFKT crypto kicks that came out, inspired by the Back to the Future 2 uh, shoes. So, uh, yeah, it looks those look really cool. And thank you very much, as always, for having us. Thanks for coming. Yep. I, uh, 
I was sufficiently very excited about 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 them using Back to the Future. Um, I I almost thought it was uh, it was amazing. So uh, I haven't picked up a pair. Um, more fun comments where you all are coming from. Uh, Tarun is from uh, Mumbai, is what they said, which is awesome. Uh, Vidal's from Bangalore, India. Uh, they said, we've already got a group of daily dosers here. Love it. Um, Alexandor.eth, uh, Bangkok, 10 minutes from Soy Cowboy, which is awesome. Uh, Wolf of Web3.eth says, Jersey here. Love it. Um, Nick Turner.eth says, Minnesota. <laughs> so it's fun to, fun to hear where you all are from. Um, let's keep cranking. Um, next up, we have the Lucky Traders news section. Uh, as you all know, I love the Lucky Trader app. It's got I've got notifications on. It's cutting edge, valuable news in the Web3 and NFT space run by a great team. Um, so I'd like to pass it over to Lucky Trader, uh, first to The Voice and then over to Lucky Trader. It's time for the Daily Dose News, a summary of news from around the Web3 world. Brought to you by Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader has the news, everybody. Gosh, I keep forgetting to do that. I love it. Um, over to Lucky Trader. It definitely hasn't gotten old yet, Ryan. All right, everyone. Welcome to Lucky Trader Top Web 3 News Stories for today. Mintify jumped in a bit here, but Artifact has announced their latest auto-lacing crypto kicks. The sneakers include move-to-earn functionality, along with the following futuristic features, auto-lacing, enhanced lighting, gesture control, and wireless charging though Artifact did catch some FUD for its inability to ship outside the United States. Blur Airdrop 2 has landed, along with a teaser for Airdrop 3. Users are able to claim their rewards by placing a bid, Blur's latest new feature. Bids on the platform are made in ETH and are free to place and cancel. They also come with stolen NFT protection. Azuki had two pieces of news yesterday as they hired a partnerships lead and debuted a PBT-enabled hoodie. The partnership's lead is Wally Sajimi, who has worked with ASAP Rockies Creative Agency, is a co-founder of two social media-based companies, and was named to Forbes 30 Under 30. And with their hoodies, Azuki is using scan-to-own tech for owners to claim the physical back token and reveal the hoodie's rarity. And last, Starbucks Web3 loyalty program Odyssey launches this Thursday to a small group of beta users. Through Starbucks Odyssey, users will be able to earn and purchase digital stamps and unlock access to exclusive offers, experiential benefits, and collect Starbucks artwork that can't be found anywhere else. That's it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Love it. Thanks for the news. Appreciate Lucky Trader a lot. Um, uh, I can't, I've never been so excited for a rewards program my whole life than the Starbucks rewards. So. <laughs> It says either how gullible I am as an NFT uh, like lover or uh, or maybe how cutting edge I am. I can't tell. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, so many more fun comments coming from you all. Keep smashing that purple comment button. Keep sharing where you are uh, if you want to connect with more folks. Uh, see, and in the end, Wagme says, I'm in Virginia. Uh, show no more, says other side of Web3 world. Georgia Tbilisi, which is awesome. Uh, Nightmare says Ecuador, brother. Um, and Zeno says India. So really fun to hear where you all are from. Uh, keep it coming. So want to transition to our discussion. And, you know, I think we saw 
a lot of interesting discussion um, around, uh, you know, what Artifact was doing yesterday, uh, the blur drop, um, you know, the, these kind of utilities of these um, projects. And I want to ask you all, is it possible for NFT projects to build sustainable revenue models over time that actually provide value to their holders? So I uh, want to dig into that, take some thoughts from all of you speakers, uh, and I'm going to post a poll uh, that asks, how do you describe utility? Um, so let's start chit-chatting about that. Um, also, if you want to chit-chat about any of the news, always feel free to do that. Um, I'm going to uh, post that poll in a second. Now, obviously, I believe that NFT projects over time can provide real revenue models, real utility, build real businesses, um, uh, you know, but we're in a space where we're learning, um, you know, what's possible and, and, and what a belief, uh, what a, what a people believe is possible and sustainable long-term, um, Clemente, I see your hand, go ahead. Yeah. As far as the, the whole artifact kind of a fiasco quote unquote yesterday, I think it just comes down to expectations, right. And making sure that that's very clear. And I think with, with Nike and with what artifact is doing, it's, it's clear that, the the clone holders are a lot more of and I'm, you know I'd love to hear anyone else's perspective feels differently they're the customer right they are getting products delivered to them and maybe in the front lines but it's not something that you're you're getting you're you're necessarily profiting from right which is possibly mm -hmm. where we need to go right maybe it's it's then going okay well it's it our NFTs the best use case model for a, a company to better connect with their customers and to build a better community from it. Right, but the performance risk and the execution risk that Artifact has right now, Ryan, is incredibly high, and you saw that in display yesterday because of this lack of execution. Their floor went from seven point five to like six point four, right? right. So it, it's it's hard to see that play out, but I think it's going to be a correction that we see play out as far as the expectations that holders have uh, over time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, somebody it might have been you, Clemente, was kind of. Uh, laughing about, about the, the idea that people say, well, you know, isn't this a cash grab? And someone was saying, well, isn't that like what businesses are? So it's sort of, we're sort of navigate this, navigating this reality um, of, you know, where do we go from here and actually build businesses and, and our businesses just cash grabs. So um, let's go uh, to hands. Uh, Ziana, welcome. How you doing? Hi, good morning. Um, doing well. Thank you. Good, so, good. um, just uh, to kind of touch on that, I, I do think that it is possible, uh, but in regards to the Clonex, um, you know, launch, I think a big thing that, you know, that I feel like it took a hit on Clonex was the lack of transparency in regards to um, something as simple as people only in the U.S. having the ability to claim, um, like, the shoe, I believe, if, if mm. I'm not incorrect. So... I do think that they are capable of it. I think there just needs to be a level of transparency that matches what the demand of the space is requiring um, from brands, companies, and projects in the space. And once I feel like there is that balance and understanding, um, and I feel like the space uh, like is able and willing to get become educated on business and what is expected of founders, um, I think at that point, there will be that ability to flow um, in a better sense. I feel yeah. like the word transparency is so huge right now because there are just so many things that are being found or or uncovered rather so late. Um, and it does upset 
you know, your holders and your team members um, along the right. line. So, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I think that the, the problem is, is that when you're building live, literally in front of thousands or ten thousands or a hundred thousands of customers and fans, um, and then you have to adapt your plans because of, of uh, you know, regulatory issues or or logistical issues, right? Um, you know, so I, I, I think absolutely, I believe every project should be transparent and should communicate upfront. Um, but sometimes things change, right? And so, you know, what could have happened, uh, I mean, let's look at uh, ApeCoin staking, right? You know, it became clear that for regulatory reasons, they could only allow folks outside of the US to do it, right? Which is frustrating and shocking and, and maddening for, you know, folks that can't do that. But, but it's sort of like, have to back up and say, well, what was Yuga going to do, right? You know, how would they navigate that? Um, and so it is really hard to, to meet everyone's expectations on that. Um, I, I, I want project founders, though, to be more accessible and more public and, and more communicative in general. You know, hop on spaces, communicate more, uh, be more transparent at real time as things develop, um, uh, and say, hey, we're, we're learning this live and we're learning something that is frustrating, but it's the law, you know, and, and here we go. Um, so appreciate your thoughts, Yana. I'll go uh, in John to John in a second, um, just to give you an update on the poll. So I asked you all, how would you describe utility for Web3 projects? Um, it's a poll in the comments right now. Uh, it looks like networking opportunities is leading at 40%. Um, and, and, and if you have, if you have an, a, a, like if, if none of those choices stick out to you, let us know what you, what you view utility as. Um, because I think it's an interesting discussion of this kind of utility conversation that we're looking to kind of see play out, right? As a project maybe launching now compared to a year ago, it's like the utility was airdrops because we saw Yuga do it the best way. But when prices don't go up, you can right. have that conversation. I'm like, hey, is that even sustainable? So let us know if, if you disagree or you don't think any of those choices make sense or just let us know how you view utility in an NFT project. Love it. Amen. Yeah, reply accordingly. Um, let's go next to John. Hello. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Ryan and Clemente and fans. GM. GM. Uh, to me, this this uh, I've noticed with a lot of projects, whenever they do an airdrop that's tied to a physical good, you can immediately add a monetary value to it. And I've noticed this in a lot of collections and I think that's really what happens is like the speculative market of NFTs and these pri these prices, they get adjusted to reality because you can attribute what a shoe costs. You can attribute what right. a Ledger Nano costs. And then everyone gets upset. And I feel bad for these people who bought these monolith boxes expecting some incredible new drop from Artifact. But in turn, it's more of a, just a shoe. And, you know, like right. there is probably a secondary market for the shoes but it's not the market that we're in. Um, right. And interestingly enough, uh, something that happened today as well with airdrops is Ledger announced a new hardware wallet that's coming, I think they said in March, and it looks really cool. Tell uh, us more. <laughs> well, they have a screen and they hired Tony Fidel, who used to work at Apple. Oh, wow. Uh, and everyone was wondering, like, well, where is he going to go? And I guess he's at Ledger now. Oh, my God. Um, and they wow. dropped. It's really cool. It's a screen, and you can display your artwork on your Ledger. And it's like an e-ink display. Um, really cool. And so what they're doing is they're letting Genesis Pass holders of the Ledger 
mint one at a discount with like a oh, few freebies. Huh. Um, right. So then you can attribute a dollar value to that. Um, I feel like we're all, like you said, being connected back to, you know, fiat values of these various functions and utilities and airdrops. You know, I, I thought about that as I um, minted a 90cc shirt, you know, that's interesting thing about this. Like if I would walk into a shop and, you know, what would I pay for a luxury piece of clothing? Um, and then you, you tie it back and think, well, okay, what's it? I'm probably not going to resell this. So, or maybe I would, but then how does that work? And um, I think this is a healthy thing that we're kind of uh, getting back to reality um, on these things. And and I, I think we should see more of that. Um, so I'm going to go next in a, to Restivo before I do uh, seeing some more comments about where you all are from. Uh, Nighthawk uh, posted a picture of a very snowy uh, drive. And they said, daily mor morning routine. Don't mind the cracked windshield. That's normal in uh, in the winters in Calgary, Canada. So Nighthawk, uh, stay on that road. Don't don't uh, slip off for us. Um, all right, let's go next to Restivo. Hello, sir. I, I want to know if they have uh, snowmobile parking at the Timmy Hose up there in Calgary. That's that's an important <laughs> question. That sounds that sounds fun. I want to commute in a in a snowmobile. <laughs> uh, GMGM, Ryan. Yeah, you, you we we didn't plan this, but you passed it off to me at the perfect time because you said the phrase "back to reality," and that's what I want to touch on with regards to your question, um, which is, you know, is it possible to build you know real businesses with an NFT project and yeah, the answer is, of course, like many, like many things, it is really helpful to take all of 2021, put it in a box, and then probably realize we're never, ever, ever, ever going to see a mania like that again. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they said that during the Tulip Bubble, too. But that was <laughs> that was wild. Right. And I think like to sum up sort of and Ryan, we haven't spoken about this, but sort of how you how I perceive you think about the world, you know, the, the purpose of launching an NFT is really a pre-seed proof of concept to be, or many times it'll be a pre-seed proof of concept to say, Hey, I have a community and I have an idea, but it's not, that is not your business. Your business is not launching, you know, the quote unquote JPEG, your business is launching your business. And this is part of launching that business. And I think that's mm. kind of how you have to think about it. Yeah. It, no, interesting take. I appreciate you commenting. Um, kind of interesting because I got a comment from uh, zero X Harsheth and they said, None of these, uh, none of these are utility, and this is in response to the poll. Uh, and they say utility means how can you provide your holders a tangible experience and/or incentive to be a part of the community? Think loyalty programs and culty communities, um, which is an interesting take. I uh, appreciate you sharing that. Um, let's go uh, next. I think losing my list. Uh, Clemente, who's next? I see Sorry, it now. Miho. <laughs> Miho, welcome. GM, GM, Ryan, GM, Daily Dolcers. GM, the speaker good to hear from you. Intersection. Man, I love you all. Uh, and, and pardon the sounds, I'm literally blowing bubbles over here with my kid in the backyard. And I think nice. the neighbor's kids are hyped <laughs> up. That's awesome. It, it's, yeah, man, there's a lot that you could do with, with projects. I feel like projects right now have a, an identity crisis where some of these are Web 2 brands that want to be Web 3, but don't even maximize and capitalize how to bridge the both of them right um so for instance like how easy would it be for clonex holders to get like 10 percent off nike shoes and then every now and then have a meetup where it's just for them or reservations for uh you know 
a Nike drop over a Foot Locker or something like that, and they get first access. Expanding on that, you can even do like, I don't know, you can raffle off some signed posters for like their their top um, athletes that are sponsored by by Nike. There's a lot you could do, and it's not just them. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other there's a lot of other brands and like you know Web three projects. Uh, these Entunes, they're really really good in position to be like a lifestyle brand where they can sell backpacks and shirts and like mm. things for, for teenagers uh, in school. So, you know, I feel like they just need advisors that are outside of the ecosystem looking in yep. and, and it can really go a long way. By the way, yep. not a holder of anything, so not pumping my bags. I hope <laughs> everybody else's bags are pumped. But if you are a brand manager down in the listener section, slide them in DMs. I got ideas. I can potentially help you out. Back to you, Ryan. Like it. Thanks, Miho. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, there's, it, it is an interesting idea. Like, you know, it, it becomes about rewarding your holders um, to get access or discounts or experiences. Um, but, but there is, there's a lot of themes there um, that play into, you know, real businesses instead of just free airdrops or free money, uh, which obviously isn't sustainable for any business long-term. Um, let's go next to Gene Parmesan. Welcome brother. Hey brother, uh, can you hear me? I'm on the streets of New York for the first time in many years. You're, you're, you're barely. So if if it doesn't get better, okay, then I'm gonna right, boot you. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. I very quickly wanted to say that um, I agree with the idea that you utility kind of puts a cap on on your floor price because if you're saying, hey, the utility of this thing is we're gonna mow your lawn once a month, you're gonna say, well, hey, it cost me twenty bucks to get it mow by my lawn, so like, this NFT is worth twenty to forty bucks. So I think utility can be a double-edged sword. I mean, I, and I, you know, I don't know. I think I think that you know, what the utility CryptoPunks have no utility. Chromie Spriggles have no utility. So I do think that sometimes in the quest for utility, people actually end up undermining their own projects. Yep, I 100% agree. But I'm disappointed you're not in the gym though. So um, maybe next yeah, time. Yeah, I, I feel terrible. I feel so bad that both times recently I've been like <laughs> in some loud place. I'm gonna be in a library next time. Well, not a library because then I can't talk. But <laughs> then I'll, I'll, I'll find like a. <laughs> it's it's all no i i jest i mean it's the the fun thing about running a live you know social radio show is that you can call in from anywhere right um so no it's all good i'm whenever i i, I give you all a hard time i'm just joking um i would expect us co-hosts to have an amazing setup but not you all um some fun comments coming in just about utility as well one from uh, jake burge they said utility is simply the benefit of holding and I think it's completely dependent on the goal of the project and what their mission statement is. Uh, thanks, Jake. Appreciate that. Next up, uh, Voice of DeFi said, networking opportunities and IP rights require the holder to do some action. Many people won't utilize those because people are inclined to do nothing instead of taking action. Uh, I hear you loud and clear on that. Um, Emily loves crypto. Welcome back. Hello. Um, Hello. So this is, again, one of my favorite topics. And I just want to point out that in economics, utility is a measure of happiness um, or satisfaction in something. So I think that it's it's an interesting word that NFTs have chosen to adopt for value. Um, but overall, okay, dogs, stop it. <laughs> I'm lock it I, th- my right. I, I think they're <laughs> a nice contribution. It's okay. <laughs> right. Um, so, but overall, what I think uh, is important to understand for projects 
is that, um, you know, the, the easiest utility for any project to offer is access, right? And if you think of like the country club model, um, if, your, if your project isn't offering some uh, tech service, right, some utility, I guess, or use on the blockchain itself, but it's really going with the country club model where you're here to make friends, you're here to um, network, you're here to, you know, get closer to the founders, um, then you need to operate a lot more like a country club, right? Where you mm. have to pay a private membership to get in. And there's a minimum amount of money that you have to pay every month to maintain your good standing. And you do sell your membership at the end, even though the uh, you know country club will take a cut of that. But they are also a business, right? They have things like restaurants in there and discounted shops where like I can buy my golfware there. Um, you know, at a 15% discount, or I can buy it at the golf store where I pay full price. Um, yep. And then, you know, they also have their their tennis or their summer camps or the little side events. But what they do that NFT projects don't do is they capitalize on the exclusivity and they facilitate the exclusivity through events. The events aren't free. You still have to mm. buy a ticket. Oh, I lost you. You have to have a right to get into No, it. I'm losing you, Emily. Sorry, you were rugging for a second at the very Shoot, end. But I'm I, back. I, but no, that's basically okay. it. I, yeah, I got it. Thank you. Yeah, you're basically pointing out that um, at the moment uh, and maybe in the future, you know, projects are really uh, a, about being a part of a club, a community, and getting benefits uh, because of that. And it's interesting because the the poll that just completed where the question was, how would you describe utility for Web3 projects? The number one answer was networking opportunities at about 36%. Uh, second was airdrops and claims at about 32%. And third was utilities unsustainable uh, with 21%. And then uh, lastly, IP rights. So interesting to see how um, that shakes out from the poll perspective. Can I Let's just add next. one final thought? Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, I think what's, I think what's interesting is, you know, it's also very important to separate out what a project's intent is from the beginning, right? Like, is it a club? Is it just art? Is it uh, a software product that, you know, you gives you value on the blockchain and that, you know, understanding that about a project is going to tell you how it's going to, how it's going to benefit you in whatever way. Right. Yep. I hear you. Yeah. Understanding expectations up front. Um, thank you. Let's go to Punter next. Hello, Punter. Hey, GM, Ryan, Clemente, and, and the Daily Dose fam. GM, um, GM. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's actually a two-pronged topic right now. My, my quick take on utility is I sort of was spearheading a now-failed effort to move away from that term because uh, those of us who grew up playing, <laughs> nice try. playing, if you're playing Monopoly growing up, Ryan, the, the utilities were, uh, I think, electric company and waterworks. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you send a monthly bill to the utility, right? So I tried to move away towards like something like benefits to ownership, which I think somebody in the comments uh, said something like that. So that's one thing. And then my, my take on... Before, um, you, Bunker, before, you, before you go to the second, I have to do a thing, otherwise I'll get you know, it'll be bad for me. I got to drop the clue. <laughs> so, so hold your thought. The minting window has opened. So I got to do the clue. You ready, everybody? The second clue for the POAP is how many days are in March? The month of March. How many days are in March? So y'all remember, take the two answers. The answers are all numbers. There's no spaces. There's no commas. There's no anything. There's just numbers. Put those two answers together. Uh, don't add them. Just put them together. That is your answer. Make sure to hit secret word, not secret code, right? So secret word is 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 the way to go. Minting window closes 
at three minutes after. So uh, get minting. Yesterday, there was so many of you minting. Um, I think we had at least 3,000 um, that uh, POAP had a little trouble, um, but it eventually was able to mint. So uh, just be patient. Just be patient um, and uh, you should be fine. So that's POAP done. Punter, back to you. By the way, uh, thanks for coming back to me. Uh, you're crushing the POAP game, uh, Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you're doing it. No. Well, hey, look, you, and you're working out the kinks as you go along. And I know people love it. I've actually thanks. sometimes people DM me and they're like, what was the question? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Should I tell oh, you? <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it's a, it's a question. It's a question. But yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. No, real quick, though. And my, my last point, and then I'll yield the stage because I know a lot of people want to talk, is the revenue stream question, Ryan. I really think it's an imperative question, especially as we you know, grapple with royalties and all that. Are the, you know, these NFT brands, I'm trying to move away from projects. These NFT brands really need to find other revenue streams and you know you know it's a it's a question of sustainability and and the more we see that i think it'll be better for the space thanks for letting me up amen thanks for stopping by i appreciate it a lot um let's go i think i want to transition uh topics a little bit um because we could talk about you know utility uh all day um i want to transition more uh to a question um that's about airdrops and free claims, et cetera. So let's do that. Um, if you all would pop down your hands and then if you have a, a thought on the new topic, we can do that. So the question is, do you believe the airdrops or free claims to holders will become a thing of the past in 2023? Like, do we just think that's going away and there's something entirely different? So this is kind of a, a, a take on, on the, the previous discussion, but it's more focused on airdrops uh, and free claims. So let's talk a little bit about that. What do we think is going to happen in 2023 uh, with airdrops and free claims? Um, I believe the voice was next. Over to you, the voice. I'm so fortunate that my comment from the previous question is unchanged <laughs> from the new question because this is nice. what I comment on. And can you imagine if we bought a stock, right? Pick your stock, Tesla, Apple, whatever. And the utility for that is they said, uh, we will give you more stock, or we will give you some uh, adjacent stocks in the same you know area that we're in. I would like to sign up for that. <laughs> right, right. You might be saying, like, <laughs> that's really good. But in the end, they are trying to make a product, right? They're trying to make yeah. you know, a car or whatever. Uh, and as far as airdrops are concerned, that's the issue, is you've got a lot of different projects that are putting out airdrops of either something adjacent to what they're doing or even more NFTs of what you're holding. And if there's no value for it in the first place, you know, if there's no value inherently in it, then those airdrops probably don't mean a whole lot to you. So to your question, is it going to go away in 2023? No, absolutely not, because it's easy to implement. I say easy. It's easier to implement that utility of mm. air. But I do think we will see it to a lesser degree of what we've seen in the past year. Got it. Interesting. Um Appreciate your uh, analogy too. Yeah, if I bought, you know, Tesla stock, you know, if I somehow received, you know, more Tesla stock for free, uh, how would that work, right? And obviously, businesses don't do that because it doesn't make any sense. So, and it would be a little frustrating to their current holders uh, for getting diluted, right? Um, I'm seeing more fun comments from where you all are. I just got to keep talking about them because I, I just love people um, connecting and sharing uh, in this way. So. Edelou uh, at Edelou is in Paris, live from the Ledger Conference, which is really fun, fun to see. 
Uh, Kizzy Miyaki, Miyagi.eth says, I'm in California, so everyone come see me for NFTLA in March. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Leslie Mata says, in Texas, close to Austin. Uh, and of course, the voice is over there in Texas. So now Texas is huge. So um, I understand that. So you, just so you know, um, let's go uh, next to Laguna. Yeah, I was. I think airdrops are going to be a thing of the past because they dilute supply. And I think most projects in 2021 that went down the secondary collection route are sitting with way too much supply. Like Alien Friends and WoW are like two really great examples. And I think that like as a project, you're going to have to find another way of rewarding your holders that doesn't permanently decrease like your in like your floor price because you have too much supply and so like i'm hopeful that a couple of these projects are going to figure out ways of removing supply now so that they could reduce like add supply or adjust their supply later because i think like one of the real challenges there is like you know like airdrops also aren't particularly like interesting for the most part like they don't do like great i have more stuff in my wallet i don't really need that and so, like, I'm hoping for people to come up with, like, more interesting business models, more interesting ways of rewarding people than just, like, more NFTs. More. Totally appreciate that. Thanks, Laguna. Um, seeing some more fun comments about where everybody is. Uh, Kyra Yo says they're in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, glad to know we are neighbors. Uh, right now, though, they're in New York City. Posted a, a fun picture of the the huge tree in the Rockefeller Center. Um, uh, Xerox Soda Pop is in the Dominican Republic. Uh, the JPEG Gallery is in North Wales, UK. Um, it's so, I love the global audience, y'all. It's so fun uh, that y'all are tuning in from all over the world. Um, love it. All right, let's go to Hizzy next. Hello, Hizzy. GM, everyone. GM. So um, I, I like airdrops, but I think that uh, they need to be like specific in the sense of like Gary V's ticket or uh, something burnable for a physical when you go somewhere. Uh, I think your NFT, your uh, you know, your initial access, and then the airdrop would be kind of like the utility. But back on a, like a revenue stream, I'm big on a, and I'm not an ENS maxi. I only own one, but parent and uh, subdomains. So like if Logan Paul had LoganPaul.eth, then user one dot LoganPaul.eth would be a yearly subscription to gain access to the content. So oh, the, interesting. Yeah, that's your that's your re- reoccurring revenue stream, possibly for certain types of uh, projects. I love but, it. Um, no, I, I I think that uh, airdrops uh, maybe more random for your holders versus everyone. Or and kind of back on the previous topic, when other companies can see what's in your wallet, I think that's when the utility is going to come in. Like if you own this, then this company is going to give you this choice or something like that. I love it. That's an interesting take. So uh, I'm going to comment on that. This idea of of airdrops being a burnable token uh, that unlocks something um, is much more interesting than I'm going to, you know, try to sell uh, this airdrop for X Y Z um, and dilute the supply. I, I can just see so many IRL uh, examples of this. You know, literally, I, I imagine we'll see this with Starbucks, right? So as you, uh, you know, buy coffees, you know, once you hit a certain amount of coffees, right, you get airdropped a token, which then you can then go into the store and burn, you know, for something extra, or if you stack them up, uh, then you could burn them, uh, for something extra. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, it's, it's basically what, what 
coupons are used for, if anybody remembers those, right? You you collect them and then you go in the store and use them. Um, I think uh, it, it sounds fairly basic, but but this is actually a utility people want and is sustainable for the business. Um, so Hizzy, I liked your ideas on that. Thank you. Um, let's go uh, to Mackie and then we'll move on to our, uh, our neural alert. Mackie, over to you. Am I the only one who uses coupons still? Uh, like, I, I think so. <laughs> I think it's you, and, and that's it. But they, they have digital coupons now. It's basically exactly what we're talking about. Are you a coupon salesman? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> coupon or coupon? Ooh, How do you say it? A coupon. Coupon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm now coupon. confused. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I got to agree. Airdrops are definitely uh, – I don't think they'll go away. I love Hizzy's take. Definitely, some new functionality needs to happen because it is. Uh, it is. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of. Uh, if it's not valuable, then it's litter in my wallet, basically. Yep. Litter in my wallet. I like it, and yeah. it's real. Yep. Here, one hundred percent. Yeah, I just can't wait to see companies be able to reward you know their their passionate, um, loyal customers. Like you literally have someone's wallet address, right? So you can send them things that then they can use to unlock value. Um, which is quite exciting. Um, so love that idea. All right, let's yeah. move on. Okay, Mackie, do you have another thought? Yeah, I really want junk mail to stop in my actual mailbox too. So if we can solve for that, <laughs> I'd be very, very happy. Coupons are uh, none. I just okay. want it to go away. Coupons. All right, uh, we'll, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Clemente, Brian, hello. Do you, do you mind if I jump in real quick? So Always. Go ahead. We, we had a little bit of an error in the poll app art today. Uh, the, uh, the artist for today's poll app, guys, is that Ethan S. Brewerton. Uh, I pinned up their art up at the top. Be sure to check them out. Um, they did our POAP for today. It's a little bit of a different style than what we're used to, uh, but really detailed. They, they put in a lot of time and effort, and it follows a similar style than what they've done in the past, so really recommend you check them out. Thank you again, Ethan, uh, for helping us with the art today. Um, seeing a lot of good comments about it. Awesome. Thanks for, for, thanks for correcting me on that. Apologies, Ethan. Uh, uh, my mistake. So really appreciate Clemente, you pointing that out. And uh, thanks for pinning that tweet. The art is really uh, detailed and cool. And like I said, it's got kind of an alien vibe to it, which is fun and different. So appreciate you, Ethan. Thanks for doing that. Um, and and Clemente, thanks for letting me know. Um, it's time for Nerd Alert. So hit it, the voice. It's time for the Nerd Alert. Love it. Thanks very much. Um, as you all know, uh, one of the things we're trying to do with this show is provide education, right? So that we can all grow, um, uh, get better, get more informed, um, and navigate this space uh, more effectively. So uh, occasionally we talk about terms that we like to def uh, define and dig into. Uh, so today's Nerd Alert is TAM, SAM, and SOM. <laughs> so get ready. I'm going to identify and, and uh, describe each of those things. So Typically, when starting a business, founders will often refer to the TAM, SAM, or SOM when trying to gauge what the potential market upside is for the venture. So let's talk about TAM first, which stands for the total addressable market. So this is the maximum possible revenue the startup could generate in a given market and its potential scalability, right? The next is SAM, which stands for the serviceable addressable market. Uh, this is a portion. This is a portion of the market you are potentially able to capture with your current product, pricing, and business model. So, so TAM is is the big number, and then SAM 
would be the portion that you could potentially capture, right? Because I mean, anytime a founder says a, says the TAM is, you know, a $10 billion and we're going to capture $10 billion, you um, say, thank you very much. And you, you don't talk to them again. Uh, so, um, and then the third is SOM or the or serviceable obtainable market. So this is the market niche or niche of target the audience that you realistically are able to reach due to your limitation and resources the vast competition, the level of market awareness. So really it's about the serviceable, obtainable market. So you start with TAM, then talk about SAM, and then really move on to SOM or the serv the serviceable, obtainable market. So um, it's always interesting as well to, to do that research as you're looking at building a business. Um, and uh, Clemente uh, pinned up a tweet about uh, that shows a really interesting chart of TAM, SAM, and SOM, um, or, or, or SOM, 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 SOM. It's one of the, one of the two. Um, and so, uh, thought it'd be good to chat a little bit about that and, uh, see what, see what you all think about the TAM, uh, and the SAM and the SOM, especially in the web three space. So, uh, thanks Clemente for helping us figure that out. Let's move on to the broader market discussion. Y'all. Oh, I see a hand, Michael. Hello. Hey, good morning, Ryan. GM, GM. Traveling in a vehicle, so I hope you can hear me. I started in Minnesota, and I'm in Iowa to answer your uh, first question. So <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, two really great topics today, and I want to give kudos to Emily and uh, Punter earlier for you know really calling out. We bastardize these terms in this space and really redefine like what they mean um, with utility especially. Um, but I think we have such a gray area with regulation that utility is – they're trying to find unique ways of rewarding holders and an airdrop to me is really a pseudo dividend. You know, I can't shake this idea that we are stockholders in the company. Um, and the airdrop is this like pseudo dividend until regulation is figured out until they figure out, um, maybe the technology, I don't know, you know, a true dividend system would be huge. And what I mean by that is let's say you're a holder of an NFT and you get X percent of all royalties. I think people would definitely support royalties in that case. Or with the, the Clone X, you know, you'll get X percent of all the in real life shoe sales or hoodie sales. You know, some way of a true dividend system. I think we're not quite there yet with from a regulatory standpoint, maybe a technology standpoint. But I think that's ultimately how you could reward holders. And I think that's what everyone would like to see. I hear you. Um, and thanks for tuning in on the drive. Uh, I hope you are watching the road. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure you are. Um, but yes, yes, yes. I'm a passenger, so I'm completely. Oh, good, concerned. good. Okay, few. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th this is interesting to, to talk about this. Um, I was actually on the phone this morning um, with a friend who's a lawyer, um, talking about securities law, um, and it, it is important. Uh, to, to make sure we all understand that, you know, when we buy an NFT, we are not equity holders, right? So we, we do not own a piece of the business um, and, and nor is that the kind of legal arrangement we're entering into. And, and it's important as well to remember, like when, when you buy into a project and say they raise, you know, $50 million, um, there's no guarantee that, that that's going to have any positive or negative effect on the value of your NFTs, right? So it's, it's important we go in with eyes wide open about what is this we're actually buying. Um, and, uh, it, and, and right now, I think it's really closer uh, to what Laguna um, and Emily were talking about, where really this is kind of entry into a club, right? And there's some benefits to that club. 
Um, uh, but, but there's some really important things to understand about the Howey test and, and what qualifies as a security and not. Um, so I, I would say, again, on this call this morning, I was learning about a framework in the EU called Mika. Um, and uh, it's interesting to see how Mika is developing. And I, I really hope that in the US and other locations, we, we move towards this kind of lightweight touch, this light touch regulatory framework um, that, that really says to projects, here's what you need to disclose, right? Um, uh, before you go to market. And then uh, ideally, if folks go outside of that light touch framework, then you know the SEC would come in and say, okay, we're gonna investigate this because we, we think you're actually offering a security. Um, and, and that's dangerous for for consumers who need to protect them. So we'll see how this all shakes out. Um, I, I'm in favor of this light touch regulatory framework like Mika, um, and I hope that develops. But we'll see in 2023 how it kind of shakes out. Um, so uh, the, 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 the question I want to transition to is, what is our prediction? Like, what is one prediction that you have for how the Web3 space will shake out in 2023. So let's kind of talk big picture here. And I think it'd be fun to hear, like what is the one prediction you have about Web3 and how it's gonna shake out in 2023? Um, and, and the reason why I wanna talk about this is that we know everything is gonna be massively different, right? In 12 months, it's just gonna be a lifetime from now. Um, so I think it'd be fun to, to, to chat big ideas, big predictions uh, for 2023. Um, Laguna, go ahead. Yeah, for me, I'm prepared to be surprised. I think the people that we have in this space right now are super awesome. But if we expect to grow, we need a new audience. And I'm expected to be super surprised where that audience comes from. Uh, Reddit, the Reddit example, the Reddit example is a good example of that, where folks minted NFTs, they didn't realize they had NFTs, they didn't realize they had financial value. They just genuinely enjoyed them. And then they like realized that they were in this larger NFT space. I'm hoping for the same in 2023 in some other capacity. Love it. So your your uh, prediction is you're going to be delighted by us, uh, by something brand new, which sounds lovely. I love that idea. Um, let's go next uh, to, uh, let's go to uh, pixelize.eth. Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hey, everyone. Gina. Uh, yeah, Web3, I don't know. The future of Web3, like, I mean, two years ago, Web3, everyone was like, we don't know what's happening. Uh, and then watching Ledger open today, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is like... Excited. Um, oh my gosh, I was like so excited. Um, it was like almost like 6.30 a.m. for me. I was like super, super excited, just like on my feet, ready to go. Um, but what I've like really loved and I think the future of like where Web3 is going is just like NFT technology. I think a lot of things is like people are starting to realize like what NFT technology is being utilized for, what it can be utilized for. Um, and there's a lot of build out around that. And so I think 2023 is like beyond just PFPs or anything like that and really utilizing NFT tech and what that looks like um, in terms of zero knowledge proofs or ZK snarks or, you know, what Vitalik always speaks on. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking half the time but um always trying to read them <laughs> and understand so it'll I be exciting it. yeah the the ledger event is interesting um it, i i would like to see ledger come out with a phone um i think if there's anybody that has the hardware capability the deep deep understanding of of you know of true crypto um and a very cutting edge forward thinking take i think it's ledger so ledger phone let's go um that's what i would like to see 
um, thanks a lot for your thoughts and uh, enjoyed my token proof experiences at uh, at Miami. So good hustle. Let's go to Mr. Benjamin next. Hello, sir. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Your honey was amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm glad I got there safe. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, I'm just going to retire, by the way, because today's POAP art was absolutely insane. So it looks like you guys don't need me anymore. <laughs> no, so, this is not um, true. No, we no, love, no. We love that, your art. I and saw it and I was like, that's it. I'm good. I'm done. No, we, we need, we just need it. It's a team. It's a, it's a, it's a collective effort. So we appreciate you. So, um, yeah, on the topic, I think that uh, Art Basel was a great uh, example of, of where everything's going. I mean, this year alone, I saw brands I've been following my whole life. Just seeing Porsche at Art Basel, I was like, this is it. Like, so I'm, I'm really interested going into 2023 to see what other companies are going to come into the space and how they're going to take their consumers into the space, just like you know, she uh, mentioned earlier, Reddit was, you know, a great example. Nobody even knew, uh, you know, most people didn't know it was an NFT. So that's very interesting. And on the topic of Ledger, I, I just, I don't really know what to say about it. I saw the the new Ledger, how it looks, and it looks like an iPhone. And it kind of made me a little nervous. Um, uh -oh, why? I just, so I saw a video, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not technologically uh advanced on this subject but as far as i understand the ledger is technically just the keys right your your crypto is not technically on the ledger it's the keys to the door and your and your crypto's behind the door so what if you know ledger's a big company what if an elon comes in buys a majority stake you don't know what happens but let's say they just take a coin for example xrp what if they just remove the door well, um, centralization is always scary, right? So it's a it's something to be scared of. But the, I mean, this is what's beautiful is that you know your everything that you quote unquote own, right, is is really just it's just a ledger on the blockchain, right? It's a pointer and says, hey, this person owns this. And so the beauty is, uh, no physical device um, is going to uh, hold, uh, you know any cryptocurrency or any token. So it is a, it, you know, it's a little scary, but at the same time, like I would rather see a, a like a really web three native company like ledger, you know, move forward and win than you know, say a more traditional, uh, you know, gated, um, closed garden, um, uh, company like an Apple. Right. Uh, so I'm just, just, yeah, just, it worries me the fact that, you know, I don't know if it's possible or not, but let's say they just remove a certain coin off the ledger where I have all of it stored. Will I ever be able to access it? That's the question. Yeah. Thankfully you won't like if, if, if we're staying, you know, pure blockchain, um, you know, decentralized that, that could never happen, which is the beauty. So, uh, but it's something that we always should, you know, question and, and be aware of. So um, thanks for stopping by. Let's go next to the gentle tornado. Yeah. Welcome. Oh my gosh. We're absolutely out here. We're absolutely riding. We absolutely can't stop, won't stop. Can't freaking stop, baby. Okay. I love this. I love what Laguna said. I, I, I think someone's going to come in. A few companies are going to come in and be very powerful that may have been on the sidelines from the Web2 world. I also think like a lot of people that have been sleeping and maybe not working as hard are going to get um, just deceased and i think uh we're gonna see some new projects rise to the top that have been working their ass off because you know going into year two 
I think a lot of things are going to surface, and, and I'm bullish. I think web, or I think 2023 is going to be crazy. I think um, a lot of conferences are going to be incredible next year. So I'm, I'm really excited about new people to come in and, and new projects to surface that have been working that ass off. Amen. I love it. Um, what, what is, what does your family think about you and on Twitter spaces? <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, I want to know. My wife, my wife says, you know, she'll, she'll like, Oh, we're, we're riding. Like we're riding. And I'm like, yeah, we are riding. We're riding to the moon. And, uh, and she jokes about it, but, but she knows, you know, my, my three boys have crazy energy too. So I they love it. love it. So my wife doesn't necessarily like, love it, but she gives me a hard time. So I know that she likes it. I love it. I love how our, our partners and spouses, the ones are like that kind of call or bullshit, right? Like, you know, you're cute, but come do the dishes, right? You know, so um, I love it. That's great. Uh, Clemente, see your hand. Go ahead. Yeah, right. I, I'd actually like to ask ask you this, this question, right? A, you know, if you do have a prediction for, for maybe what you feel like the, the highest upside kind of industry within like the subset of Web3 looks like. But I'm also curious, like if, if you were starting your, your career out, right, like fast forward to when you were in, in, in your 20s or you just recently broke in and you, you had Web3 in front of you, I'm curious what your, your approach would be or how you would kind of navigate this, this world knowing what you know about it now and your experience working as, as an entrepreneur. Mm, thank you. Um, so one of my predictions for 2023 is that we are going to see massive global brands enter the space and begin rewards programs like we're seeing with Starbucks. It just makes so much sense, right? You know, tap into your community, get direct access to their wallets, right, and reward them. Um, so I, I know we'll see that happen again and again and again. And the smart ones will 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 just leverage it in a really positive way. So I'm excited about that. Um, number two. So how would I approach this space if I was brand new? You know, if if nobody followed me on Twitter and I was just entering and just trying to get my my um, wits about me, I would. I would listen to Twitter spaces, right? Number one, and I would get involved, right? So I would participate, I would comment, um, I would get to know who's um, in the space. Um, and then I would uh, watch a lot of videos. Um, you know, actually when I started, you know, I, I started by uh, watching as many YouTube videos as I could and just learning, trying um, and experimenting. And then requesting to come on stage, right? I think a Twitter space is a really good way to add value. Like if you can hop on a stage and say something that's helpful or useful or supportive um, and add value, like instantly then you start to get more connected, right? And then folks start to go, hmm, you know, person, you know, X, Y, Z, that was interesting. Like maybe I should follow, you know, or maybe when they reply to you, you notice, right? So it's all about beginning to build out your network and your connections and adding value. Um, and then I think this, the, the, after that, if possible, I would attend an IRL event, right? And, and you know, connect with somebody and then just start riding around with them, you know, to various events and shaking hands and saying hello and offering value. Uh, and then, you know, after a year of that, um, I think you'll start to build a real understanding and a real network. Um, and uh, this is why I'm encouraging you all so much, like get in the comments and connect with each other. Like this is a goldmine for you all, right? To actually connect and offer value to each other um, and then to build things together. So those are a couple things I would do. Um, 
Yeah, and and talk about involved. utility, huh? This is right. the utility of the daily dose. <laughs> but I, I repinned Ryan your your that first question they asked, like, what's your location? Because there's what, couple there's three four hundred comments in there. I am almost sure that anyone, no matter what state or city they in, can probably find someone near them to start building out like these communities yes. and cities. Absolutely, I love it. And if you all do manage to meet up, you know, uh, please tell us about it. Like, take a picture, connect, have fun start sharing your stories. Um, you know, that would be awesome. And I think, uh, you'll find, you know, true connection and value in that. Um, so we're about to wind down the show. Um, and we're almost about to run out of time. Let's go to Dennis real quick. Hello, Dennis. GM Ryan, how you doing? GM doing great. You, uh, I'm a little sad. I missed the PO app. Um, had a meeting. So <laughs> oh, you had crying. real life things to do. That's okay. I did. It's it's okay. Um, I, I've got some of your secret notification ones, so I, I'm balanced out pretty well. Boom. Nice. I love it. Uh, um, I was going to say a couple of things around just growth in general. It, patience. And you'd be surprised how, how much you can do with just 10 minutes a day. Just consistent 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, I, I don't like talking about myself, but I started jumping on spaces. I identified problems first. And then I started looking for solutions. Ironically, Spaces was one of them. And with just a little bit of patience, a little bit of humility and asking questions, it's amazing how far you can get. But if you ever need any help, reach out to our community here at The Daily Dose. And I'm, there's lots of people willing to help. Um, if, if anything, it encourages our nerdiness in, in some stuff. And we go <laughs> deeper into conversations. But Amen. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dennis. You can achieve so much in just 10, 15 minutes of dedicated um, being helpful, right? Just get on Twitter and be helpful. Um, and uh, I'm a true believer that does come back um, if you just put in the work. So thanks, Dennis. Appreciate that. Uh, on that note, don't forget to check out the Pop and Post post, post show, uh, which is uh, a great fun show. Again, it's not uh, affiliated with us officially. I, I, I I've, you know, don't usually go. Sometimes I try to go, um, but it's a great show. And uh, you should stop by. And I, we just saw that there was a show happening in India as well, uh, a post show, which was really fun. Um, I know Clemente was able to stop by that one. So, yeah, please get keep getting together and connect with each other. We love it. Um, also, don't forget to check out us on Spotify and Apple uh, Music and YouTube. Um, you can follow on there. Um, we're going to stick to our schedule and wind this thing down on time. Um, Sav, sorry I couldn't get to you. We'll, we'll We'll get to you don't, at, at another point. Don't worry. Um, but I really appreciate everybody coming by. This community, uh, this this show would not be what it is without this community, um, without your support, without your uh, passion, without your knowledge. Um, it, it, it you all really make it, and I just want to thank you for that. I also want to thank our amazing sponsors. You know, Mintify and Lucky Trader help support the show financially to help us do more. Um, their tools are. Awesome. Yeah, you can, uh, Lucky Trader app is free, so download it, use it. Uh, Mintify, you can try it for free. They're both great. So I appreciate the the support from them. And also, I want to thank Clement and my co-host, uh, really helping me run this thing. Um, so thank you. And John, I know you're listening. Uh, we couldn't do it without you either, who's a part of the team here. So with that, let's wind it down with some tunes, Clemente. <laughs> 